if you're trying to come up with the right idea for where to find that perfect gift, you don't have to wait to get text message by Tyler Perry at four o'clock in the morning. You can just go to Amazon.com. Get the best deals on everything you need and help support Survivor podcasts like this one when you start your shopping at robhasawebsite.com slash Amazon. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Rob Sisternino here with our Survivor Kageon Final Four Exit Interview Podcast. This is always such a fun show for me to do to talk to all the people that made it to the final episode of the Survivor season. In this episode, we're going to talk to Tony, Wu, Cass, and Spencer and hear what they had to say about everything that we are going to try to ask them as many questions as we can from the season that was. Of course, last night it was Tony who became the newest winner of Survivor. Team TV did it. And it was such a fun season to watch. Steven Fishback and I tried to put a little bit of a bow on it last night. Talk about everything that happened and where does Tony rank among the winners and the first time winners and, and all that stuff. And some of the things that went on in the episode last night. All the strategy that happened. So if you want to check that out, that is currently up on RobHasAWebsite.com. And then we're going to have, in addition to this podcast, I'm going to have a chance to sit down with Spencer later on this week while he's still in town. So we're going to have another Survivor podcast for you guys later this week. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you don't miss any of it. Subscribe to RHAP at RobHasAWebsite.com slash iTunes or click the podcast tab to see all the different ways to subscribe. All right, let's get into it right now and let's bring in the man who is the winner of Survivor Kageon. Here he is. It's Tony. Tony, are you there? What's going on, cat daddy loves? <laughs> what kind of voice is that, Tony? That, that's, a, that's a mixture between a, a human and a llama. What's going on, cat daddy? <laughs> there you go. Tony, uh, very excited to talk to you. Uh, you were so much fun this season. You gave me so many things to talk about in your game and your personality. Uh, first off, con- congratulations on the win. I think everybody is Team TV at this point. Oh, man, that's beautiful. That's music to my ears, Rob. Thank you, man. Yeah, and you manipulated everybody in the game, and you didn't even have boobs, so we don't even know how you did it. Well, when I started the game, I had boobs. If you remember, I had a lot of weight on me, so I left it without them, but I started the game with boobs. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's talk about this game because, I, I mean, I think I need like six hours to talk about everything. But um, in the final, uh, when you got to the final three, did you suspect that you were going to be able to successfully convince Wu to take you to the end? You know what, Rob? Um, I would love to get all the credit for that, but uh, I don't think it was so much of me convincing Wu. I think it's who Wu is as a person. Um, I think he dropped his guards down at that moment, and he didn't distinguish real life from the game. His real life, that's what he is. He's an honorable person. He's a very loyal person. Um, he, he, Everything he says is with integrity, and I think he dropped his guards down out there. Rob, you should know how emotions run high, and um, at that moment, I said the right words at the right time. I threw that Taekwondo thing in there. I threw his honor, his integrity in there, and that's what pretty much he he went the whole game that's what his game that's what his strategy was to be loyal to be honorable and to have integrity so at that moment i told him woo so if you go to the jurors and say that's the kind of game you play they're going to say how'd you do that when you just backstab tony so i kind of i kind of threw that in his face and i said woo that's the game you started with that's the game you got to finish with you can't go then insult the jurors like that so i guess maybe that had something to do with it but again most of it was him putting his guards down and not distinguishing real life and the game how close were you to actually going with Spencer's plan and forcing a 2-2 vote at the final four? 
<laughs> what do you think, man? Not that no close? chance at all. Yeah. And was that because that you felt like, well, maybe I can convince Wu anyway. I know Spencer's not is definitely not going to take me Wu, even if he wins immunity, maybe I can convince him to keep me. Well, that's exactly the conversation I had with Spencer. I told him that. I said, hey, Spencer, listen, man, I know you're playing the game. I know you're a great guy, but I can't beat you. You know that. I know that. And Spencer was trying to convince me, no, Tony, you could beat me. You made power moves. You I said, okay, Spencer, I appreciate that. But you know what? As far as I'm concerned, I can't beat you and I can't make this move. And then he says, well, if Wu wins, he's not taking you. And I told him, you know what? I think Wu would take me. So if you get a chance to talk to Spencer, bring that up. He remembers that conversation clearly. I told him, I think Wu is a very honorable person and I believe he will take me if he won. And it, and it worked out. And Spencer said, Tony, you were right. One more thing on the Wu decision. What did you think the odds were when he goes up to write the, a name on that paper? Did you feel like 100% he was writing Cass or were you more unsure about that? Oh man, I don't know if you see my face, but I was I was I was like a statue. I I, I looked like Cass. I was like frozen stiff. <laughs> my face couldn't even move at that moment. But uh, yeah, I I had no idea. Especially when he says, "Yo, you you know what, Jeff? I just want to get to the vote. I want to just get it done." I was like, "Oh man, he's gonna write he's gonna write my name down, and he just doesn't want to feel bad about it." So I, I I didn't even know what to feel. But when I seen that it was Cass, I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, it was just beautiful. It was just beautiful, Rob. Yeah. If you won the final immunity, Tony, who would you have taken with you to the final two? You, you know what, Rob? I really, I, I probably would have took Cass. That's the truth. I mean, you saw that I was saying, you know, in the confessionals that Wu was very likable. I have to try to get rid of him and it's going to hurt me. But I, I think I would have took Cass for the easy victory. Yeah. You know, I think that the way that it, it shook out with whether it was Wu or whether it was Cass or whether it was Trish, I, I think you end up beating any of these guys and I, I wonder if uh you know and i know when you're out there you you know everything's racing through your head this person's likable this person's likable but knowing how it all works out do you feel like was it a mistake to get rid of trish still at five because i feel like you end up beating all all of these people with the exception of spencer wouldn't it have been better off to go with trish and woo and not even get involved with trying to take cast to the end well, here's the deal. Uh, here's the deal, Rob. Um, everything I, I, I did, yeah, I might have done a lot of impulsive things during the day, but at nighttime, like I told Jeff, I used to put the moon to sleep and wake up the sun. I would stay up all night thinking about the hole I dug myself into. And I, I went through every single scenario possible in my head throughout the night. And I had a lot of time to do that on my own. Nobody was distracting me. It was just me and my strategy. So what I said to myself is, Cass, I want to go to the end with Cass. Wu and Trish, both very likable people, both have a possible, both of them. I'm not going to put my guard down and say, yeah, I could beat these people. I could beat these people because then I'll get laxed. I didn't want to get laxed. I always wanted to be on my toes. So I felt that maybe Trish could beat me and I felt maybe Wu could beat me. But out of those two, I had to get rid of Trish because I needed Wu to help me beat Spencer in the final immunity challenge, which I thought was the final to get to the three. So I needed to get rid of Spencer. So keeping Trish wasn't going to help me get rid of Spencer, but keeping Wu was. And that was my strategy behind getting rid of Trish instead of Wu at that point. Cass, there's no way I wanted to get rid of Cass. Yeah, I can see. I can see why. Um, how much of a curveball was it for you to have a final two versus a final three? And did you start to suspect that at any point earlier in the game? If you think I pooped on myself in that tribal council last time, I really pooped on myself when <laughs> Jeff said it's a final two. So I had everything planned out for a final three and he throws that curveball in and I said, oh my goodness, now what? I have nothing else left. Yeah. Uh, it all worked out for you because I think it was even it was even better for you to have a final two, I think. 
I don't know. I mean, yeah, now in hindsight, you can say that, but I, I really don't know. I mean, you've seen the jury. I mean, the jury, the jurors, I know who they were. You know, I played with them for so long. So I knew they were they were very respectful of the game of Survivor. They were great fans. I don't know what happened to Tasha. Is there any way you could find out why she voted for me if you get a chance someday? But I have no idea why she did what she did. I mean, she, she used to tell me, Tony, I love how you're playing this game. You know, this and that. I don't know if she was blowing smoke up my butt, but... I have no idea why she didn't respect the game enough to say, you know what, Tony, you did play a great game and you deserve it. But I don't know why you wanted the shutout. I didn't want the shutout, but I'm just, I was just, it was just mind boggling because I didn't do anything to Tasha. You know, Tasha was in the minority numbers and I even saved her once with the Morgan vote. And Tasha came up to me and she said, Tony, you know, thank you for, you know, pitching the idea to get Morgan on instead of me. And I said, you know what, Tasha, man, you're a good player. You're a hard player. You know, I think you should last a little bit longer in the game. And and I, I didn't, I didn't understand that. Now, was there anything that you did consciously? Because we've seen other players in the past in Survivor, and we don't have to name names, but they voted people out and then were not able to get their jury votes in the end. And, you know, it turns out that that's a quote-unquote bitter jury. But you were able to get rid of people, and you were able to have them at least like you enough. And I feel like they everybody you played with, I think does uh, for the most part seem to like you after the fact and give you their, their vote in the end. How are you able to do that? Well, it will just to touch real quick on that. I mean, how do you give somebody that deceited people that backstabbed people that broke promises to people that broke swears to people? How do you give that person a million dollars over a person that's very likable? Like, woo, that speaks volumes in itself. So, you know, I had to do something right. I was doing something right. And what I did right was being a real person out there. So for 71 hours that you don't see, you only see 40 minutes of my, uh, the strategy part of the game, but you didn't see the social part of the game. I was who I am as a person. I bonded with people. Chemistry is huge in a game survivor i had chemistry with trish i had chemistry with woo it was unbreakable chemistry is very big in that game but me i'm a social person i'm a very nice person i'm a genuine person and all those swears and the promises people knew when i made those promises and when i swore my kids and my dead dad they knew my heart was in the right place at that moment and it really was it wasn't strategic for me to go into the game swearing on people that i love that was nothing to do with strategy that was my pure emotions just like top five was it was just raw emotions at that moment Later on, I had a chance to reassess what I did and what I was making promises. And I was like, you know what? That's not the right move for me. That was my heart speaking and not my mind. And the heart is blind, Rob. And you know that and everybody knows that. What was the point in the game when you were the most nervous? <laughs> Since day one, I guess. But the most nervous, I guess, would have been uh, when we went to tribal council and I had no immunity and Cass was the person that decided whether I stayed or whether Tosh went And she decided that I was going to stay because at that moment, no, I'm sorry, Morgan, the Morgan vote off when Cass was the one that I was so scared of, she could have flipped back to them and got rid of me, which was a huge threat in the game. She knew I was a threat in the game at that point. As a matter of fact, that was the episode where she says, Tony is very charming. And then she changed her mind a day later and says, I'm the most annoying. But at that moment, that was my scariest, most nervous part of the game was at that point where Cass could have got rid of me by siding with the other side and get rid of me instead of Morgan. What do you feel like your best move was in the game? Oh, man, Rob. Uh, I mean, th- th- there was just a, a lot of things that I think, uh, you know, I, I would say the LJ. Uh, you know, a lot of people say that, yeah, that wasn't the time to do it. It was premature. But I tell people, listen, nothing, nothing that strategy on paper does not work on Survivor. If you go on Survivor and you plan to play a game, 
strategic game that you put on paper is not going to work. There's nothing textbook about Survivor. Everything has to be situational. And that's exactly what it was. That was my perfect time to strike. I seen LJ forming bonds with Trish. I seen LJ forming bonds with Jeffra. I seen LJ forming bonds with Cass. And I say, you know what? This guy's up to no good. So part of my job, Rob, is to go. I know they were my opponents, but not necessarily my threats. So part of my job in the real life is to identify a threat. And once I identify a threat, I have to pull the trigger. It's a race to the trigger who pulls it first. So that's what I did. I identified the threat and uh, action is much more effective than reaction. So once I identified my threat, I had to act on it right then and then. And that's what I did. How much did finding the Tyler Perry idol change the way that you were playing the game at that point? Uh, Rob, I, I'm sure you see it. I mean, since day one, I played in a strong, aggressive game nonstop. My mind was always in the game. My guards were always up. I made a conscious effort to constantly keep my guards up, no matter how comfortable I was. And you've seen that with the Tyler Perry idol. I found that my guards were still up. I didn't go around trying to threaten people as soon as I found it. Um, I didn't. You, you, did you see the auction? I literally threw up after that auction. That's how hungry I was. I felt like a kangaroo kicked me in the stomach. That's how bad, painful my stomach was watching Wu eat those ribs. And, uh, you, you know, Jeff was 90 pounds she just came from the cave they came from the reward challenge eating at the cave and tasha bids 80 dollars on something and then jeffra outbids her i didn't even get a chance to scream no i didn't want nobody to bid against tasha because i wanted her out of it so you know at that point you've seen i was still in the game man i not because i wanted more power but i didn't want the enemy to have the power yeah no that was all all, all very good stuff so were you surprised when last night they had such a big deal about Sarah being still upset with you about the uh, breaking the, the oath and, you know, who broke their oath first and who knew you were kicked out of Cops R Us, too? Oh, my goodness, Tony. Yeah, I created the alliance and I got kicked out of it. How do you like that? <laughs> yeah. That's like telling that's like telling Phil Shepard that he's not in stealth or us anymore. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, yeah. The thing with the with the Sarah, I mean, we we talked after the game was over. Sarah and I had a good relationship. We talked, we talked until I started hearing her talking smack on me on, on all the interviews. And then I text, I say, Hey, what are you talking about? You're the one that wanted to put my name down. I came to you. I provided you a golden opportunity on a silver platter that day by telling you, Sarah, I want to stay with you. And it was real. And then, and then I guess. Her her reasoning was when I heard you scream top five that I knew I had to break my word against you. But you know what? If you could lie on your badge because you heard me say top five, then you should have lied on your badge and swore to me that you're still with me. Am I right or wrong? Yeah. She should have continued. She should have continued on doing that. So she told me the reason she could lie on her badge was because she heard me say top five. So the deal was off. And if that's the case, then lie on your badge and tell me you're still with me instead of telling me you're going to make your mind up at tribal council. So that that the thing with the badge too, Rob is let me tell you. I mean, you, your father was also a police officer. That's right. When we put our when we put our uniform on, when we put our badge on, we literally risk our life to protect strangers, right? Mm-hmm. Every single day I put that badge on, I say to my wife, you know what, baby, tonight, tonight, I might not see you again. That's how I honor my badge. Not on Survivor. Survivor, nothing means, nothing means anything on Survivor except keeping your torch lit at the end of Tribal Council. That's the only thing that matters on Survivor. I'm not going to go to Survivor to honor my badge, Rob, because on Survivor, that don't mean nothing to me. But in the real world, I risk my life to honor my badge. Swear on your buff on Survivor from now on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what did it mean to you to have the young lad spencer defend your game so much in the final tribal council 
Oh man, that 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 that, that was priceless, uh, Rob. And you know what? That that right there inspired me. When I heard how smooth that kid talks, that inspired me. I said to myself, you know what, Spencer, man, if I win this million dollars, I'm gonna make sure that my kids have a college education, man, because the way he talked to that jury was flawless. It was beautiful. It was priceless. And me, I have a I have a high school diploma, Rob. So you can see the difference between the way I talk and the way Cochran and Spencer talks. You know, I want my kids to talk like the Cochran and the Spencers of the world, not like the Tonys of the world. Now you won the game. Okay, so you're you you're a winner. You got the million dollars. You had all these medical complications. It sounds like you were absolutely, you know, uh, miserable up all night. Do you have any desire to go back to the game, Tony? Um, I, I would love to. Uh, I would love to, Rob. But what am I going to bring with me? My bag of tricks? Am I going to bring? Am I going to? Am I going to create more spy shacks when people are looking for that? Am I going to? Am I going to swear my family, my kids? Now, what do, what do I have left, Rob? The only thing I have left, I guess, again, like I told you, is situational strategy. So I guess the next time I would love to go back, but the next time is going to be much much harder for me, I believe. And finally, Tony, how big was this win, and did you need it? It was huge, and I really needed this. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, Tony, again, that you were uh, you were so so much fun. Uh, I think that you were on on Twitter the same way you were in the game. You were so you were so impulsive, and uh, you know you were uh, all over the place. But boy, uh, I don't know if we'll ever get anybody that was as fun to talk about as you were this season. Oh man, you know what, Robin? Uh, I want to apologize to. Stefan or Steven or whatever his name <laughs> Stephen, is. Stefan, uh, Stefan. That, that was definitely me that tweeted those things. It was impulsive. And the next day I thought about it and I had to, had to come up with a bullshit lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, so, Tony, uh, thank you. Well, thank you for coming clean on everything about the game and Twitter and all that <laughs> stuff. And all, all the best, Tony. I hope we get to talk to you again uh, sometime soon. Most definitely, man. I'm available. All right. Take care, buddy. Bye. All right, man. Take care, Rob. You too, Tony. All right, everybody, there you have it. That was Tony, the winner of Survivor Kagiyan. And really, you could not ask for more from a Survivor winner to have the personality and the gameplay that Tony had this season. He was so much, so much fun to watch. He was not a game bot like some of these other people who have won the game, but not done so with the flair and the drama that Tony had. And it made it so much fun to talk about all season long with you guys. All right. We're going to get to Woo up next and then Cass and then Spencer. But I want to take a moment and thank our sponsors of this exit interview podcast here today. And those are our friends at DraftKings.com. And they want to let you know that fantasy baseball is back and you don't want to miss what's happening over at DraftKings.com, which is America's favorite one-day fantasy baseball site. Fantasy baseball at DraftKings is getting huge. One more time. This is huge. I needed this. That's right. Anyone can enter with just a few bucks and win a ton of cash. People have been playing and turning as little as $11 into $4,000. Somebody else won a hundred grand on their first time playing, and somebody even won a million bucks. Seriously, $1 million in one day playing fantasy baseball. Now, DraftKings takes watching baseball to a whole new level, and now you can win instant cash every day in every game. It's so easy. DraftKings is for one-day fantasy baseball. That means no season-long commitments, no being stuck with players, just instant cash every day. So right now, you can score free entry into the DraftKings' biggest fantasy baseball contest of the year, 
over $3 million in cash prizes. And $1 million for first place. So enter ROB today at DraftKings.com for your free shot of hundreds, thousands, and even a million bucks. Free spots are going quick. So enter Rob now at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. All right. So let's now segue into talking to the runner-up of Survivor, Kangian. He did not win the game, but he did win your hearts. Let's go ahead and let's patch in Young Wu Huang and let's get him on the line. Wu, how are you doing, buddy? Rob, very well, sir. Oh, very nice, uh, nice to speak with you. <laughs> very nice to speak with you too, Wu. And uh, Wu, I, you know what? I was starting to buy into it. I thought that at one point you had it. I had gotten on the on the Wu train. I thought you were going to pull it off, but then I was very, very surprised when you ended up taking Tony to the finals instead of Cass. I'm sure you've heard this uh, a, mi- a million times and answered this question a million times. So, what has it been like? being asked by everybody, why didn't you take Cass uh, to the end? Are you getting sick of talking about that yet? No, absolutely not. You know, it's, uh, it, this game has been such a, a wonderful part of my life. Um, I love when fans come up and inquire, whether it's good, good stories, bad stories, you know, but they're fans. They want to be immersed in it, and I completely understand, and I'm very open-minded to a good, good questions, and that's a valid question. Uh, you know, when I took Cash, I'm sorry, I took Tony over Cash. The reason behind both of those is my reason for not taking Cash was you take Cash, where a lot of the jury members didn't think she was very deserving to get that far. And for me, not making any major significant moves throughout the game and taking someone that easy to the end. I just didn't think the jury would respect my decision. And, you know, as a result, they wouldn't vote for me. I think Tony, who is, is deserving, thinking I might get some points for the jury by taking someone who is deserving to go, but at the same time, someone who has heaps of blood on his hands that has took advantage of the majority of the jury's trust um, and, and used it to benefit his gameplay and fooled, like I said, the majority of the, the jury. So my reason for taking him is I didn't think that the jury would be fooled twice by actually voting him a million-dollar winner. But at the end of the day, tips my hat goes off to, to Tony. He, he, what a what a fun, entertaining uh, individual he is. And <laughs> That's such a true. fun player watching him on TV. So... You know, at the end of the day, you know, win or lose, like, man, what a good experience. So last night during the final tribal council, Jeff asked you, could you make, tell, tell us what the two arguments that you've heard from Cass and Tony have been? And you said, look, Jeff, I just want to vote. I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. How come uh, you wanted to just get to the vote that quick? Were you worried that something would change your mind and you would end up uh, deciding to go the other direction? Tribal Council is probably one of the gnarliest experiences that <laughs> I ever put myself into. Man, sitting there, the, the lights are on, uh, the backdrop is, is Tribal Council. You got the jury, everything about it. Being a fan, you know, I, I feel like I'm a pretty well composed individual. I've been to 
to big tournaments and, and had to compete in front of thousands of people. But this one takes the case, man. It's unbelievable how tense this situation is. And when Jeff asked me that question, I heard both arguments. And, you know, I was pretty, pretty set and decisive on who I wanted to take. And I thought making a bold statement like that and, and letting the, the, the jury know, hey, listen, I'm not taking someone who doesn't deserve. I'm going for someone who does deserve it, and I'm going to duke it out with the best. I know Jeff appreciated and respected that. And, and you know, just just by hearing the response from fans, like, I feel like uh, they're on my side with that as well. Okay, so throughout the game, and you talked about this a lot last night, that you were very loyal and that was one of your best traits. But over the last couple of weeks, you definitely did veer away from Tony to the point where when you went to the school with Spencer and with Cass, you were talking about maybe going against Tony there. And then ultimately, sure. you were going to go against Tony last week until Tony decided to vote with you guys. So how did that factor into your loyalty argument that you were making in front of the jury last night? Um, so, so after the war challenge, when I was confronted by Cash and Spencer to, uh, board off, uh, Tony, you know, the game survivor, what do you need? You want options. And to have options is a good thing to, to stump someone's, uh, proposal immediately without really thinking it through and giving, uh, an immediate answer. I, you know, for me, I like to register things a little bit, kind of weigh it out, see how things roll. You know, at this point, Tony has has revealed that she had an idol. We saw that, um, and the fact that she had a special immunity idol, and the fact that she was a team member, and just you know, you you consider options, um, and yeah, it, it seemed like I was going towards Cass uh, and Spencer, but I wanted to hear what they needed to say. I wanted to hear what their game plan was, um, and that was information we needed to you know, eventually relayed to my teammate, Tony, at the time. Um, so, you know, uh, at the end of the day, I, I did stick loyal. Um, did I consider, you know, turning around and voting Tony out? Yeah, it's a game that's about him. That's how it plays out. But, you know, I, I just didn't think he, he was able to be touched at that time. It was pretty invincible with those idols. So when you were sitting there at the final tribal council, and a couple people were really giving it to Tony last night, uh, Trish specifically, did you feel like things were going your way during the final tribal council? It did. It did. I don't know if uh, that's an impression you had, but you know, you have Sarah who comes up and boom, she sticks it out that you know, Baz means everything to her. Um, you know, it just goes down the line, and uh, you know. You want you want to sit there and elaborate on a lot of things that they said, but a lot of times when things are going your way, it's it's better maybe just to just to sit back and, and let it ride out. <laughs> and then Spencer comes up and, and drops the bomb. But uh, yeah, you know, at one point I was like, oh, cool. You know, maybe this is going the way I planned it. But uh, you know, as it turned out, it didn't. What are you going to do? Yeah, you roll with it because I. Uh, just like anything, that's the wave. And I surf. I'm an avid surfer. I surf the best waves, you know, maybe for five seconds. You know, that ride ends. But it's up to you to paddle back out and charge for the next set. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep my head up high, charge towards that horizon, wait for that next beautiful set to come in. And when it does, I'm definitely going to jump on it and 
and had another good life. Well, I thought you did carry yourself uh, very well during the final tribal council. And I thought at one point I was like, oh, maybe Wu is going to pull this off. But ultimately, I-, I think you were just it was such an uphill battle that you had to climb against Tony. Now, you did get Tasha's vote. Did you have any conversation with her of why she decided to give you her vote? Because it seemed like she didn't have any particular bad blood with Tony. Um, you know, Tasha and I, you know, um, after the merge, we, we became pretty close. We never allied with one another, but we always saw each other in a respectful light. And, you know, like, obviously, what a beast, what a great competitor she is. And talk about fighting through different obstacles, adversity to get to where she was. So, you know, hats off to her, congrats to her. It's very admirable the way she, she played the game. And, you know, maybe she saw the same light in me and um, to get her vote, you know, I'm, I'm really appreciative. I wish I had a couple more, but uh, um, no, we never really discussed it, but I'm sure she probably saw me as, uh, you know, a pretty, pretty solid individual that she could respect. Um, so I got her vote. Now, one of the other things that I thought was one, one of your bigger moments on the show was when you stole the hidden immunity idol clue uh, from Spencer. Did that come up at all during the final tribal council? And it, does that also uh, go along with the, was it the, fi- the five uh, laws of Taekwondo? Right. So, um, what a great episode that was. Um, you know, as a, as a, Survivor contestant and being on an alliance and being on that uh, being on that uh, that final five that that Tony was shouting out. You know, when we were that final five and going in, I knew I was the odd man out just because I was aligned with Cliff and Lindsay and just being guilty by association. I knew that I needed to do something to show these guys that I'm willing to sacrifice my position, put the target on me to better the team. And what did I do? I I put myself and I subjected myself as a spy, as the ninja stealth mode, as someone that's not going to allow the others, because we had the numbers. And at that point, um, I told these guys, hey, listen, don't worry. I'm not going to let these guys roam around the island unsupervised. I will make sure that I'm in their shadows, lurking behind them, making sure that they're not making any moves or finding anything that's going to jeopardize our chances of uh, pushing forward in this game. So, yeah, you know, um, that was uh, more out of just um, just monitoring and uh, and overseeing. I don't think I, I stole anything. Uh, the gamer survivor, you find a clue to a hidden immunity idol, and there's nothing in the rule book that says you can't you can't share that or take that. So you know, I was doing a, a good deed by uh, giving back Spencer's pants, and when I picked it up, the note reveals, and what do I do? I I slap on the Sonic the Hedgehog rocket. <laughs> I hit that trail cruising, and dude, I'm gone. So you know, it's all out of good fun. Yeah. Well, those uh, Sonic the Hedgehog rockets helped you uh, in that final immunity <laughs> challenge too. So that was that was very good. Thank you very much. Did you feel like then? Did you have any bad blood with Spencer then? After that, I mean, then ultimately Spencer is the one who gives that speech at the end and says why Tony deserves to win. Do you think that there was any sort of animosity with Spencer after that? Um, animosity is a strong word. I don't think we had animosity. Was he bitter? Was he upset? Yeah, for maybe an hour until he he eventually found the idol. Um. So I don't think there's there's any major vendetta 
it was it was almost like, hey, Blue, that was that was good. You know, he I remember he was like, you know, that was pretty good. Um, I stirred up a little, um, it stirred up a little bit of chaos around camp, and it was exciting because you know it's the game of Survivor, and uh, expect the unexpected, and I had a good time roll with it. I'm sure he would have been upset had I stole the, I stole, uh, retrieve the, the crew and find the idol for myself. But, you know, he, he eventually found it. And, you know, he had so much respect for Tony. Um, and it was evident with that speech and what he was saying to the jury that, you know, after show and during Twitter messages, he's, he's like, several times expressed his, uh, his sincere apology for, you know, being that guy mocking me at tribal, um, and making that speech. But, you know, he did what he needed to do. Like I said, everything's water on the bridge. You gotta, you gotta just keep charging and, and look at the positive. Now, I know you've been very positive about Tony, but did it bum you out at all? Like when you watched the show and saw the times that he lied to you, particularly uh, when you guys voted out LJ, he came to you and he told you that LJ is saying this about you. LJ wants to get rid of you. And you you said LJ was a traitor. Uh, did you feel ba- did you feel bad at all when you saw that how Tony had really misled you there? So funny because during the swap, Rob, I initially wanted LJ out. I mean, look at the guy. He's, he's very strong, uh, well-mannered. Right. He has a great social game. Amazing at puzzles. And it was just like such a clear decision. Yo, Tony, what's good? Yup, LJ, Trish, what's up? LJ, yeah. Chris, Lindsay, you know what's good. You lose, LJ's gone. You know, that was just a clear, clear decision I wanted to make early on in the game. And, you know, whether Tony came up to me and said that LJ was trying to blindside me, you know, that's, I, w- I wouldn't take it, you know, put it past him. Uh, you know, he could just tell me, hey, woo, LJ's got to go, and I would have been on board. You know, lie or no lie, I wanted LJ gone early part of the game. So, no, it didn't bother me at all. Woo, did you end up getting engaged to your girlfriend, Christina Hamilton? <laughs> you know, I did not, you know. Um, I'm going to say that right time. Uh you know, I, I pretty much put it out there uh, and I got some shocking faces from my parents that I had no idea that I even had that sort of mindset. But not yet. And in good time, um, it's going to be a beautiful thing. I look forward to uh, having that good question. And what is the status, last question, of your bromance with Cliff Robinson? Will you be, will Pippin and Jordan be getting back together anytime soon? Absolutely. Um, will Batman and Robin? Most definitely. I mean, wow, what a what a terrific individual, um, a hero of mine growing up, someone I looked up to. I'm a huge basketball enthusiast and so crazy. Um, going home and looking over my basketball cards, I have pages of just uh, dedication to Chris Robinson. Um, so to be able to reconnect and uh, rekindle and, and catch up uh, these past couple of days, great experience. Uh, we're going to be keeping in touch for um, a long time to come. So uh, for everyone out there listening, be ready. Batman, Robin, just beginning. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ooh, th- thank you so much. Uh, you almost did it. You went ninja stealth mode for 39 days and almost uh, came away with it. But it's great talking to you today and all the best, buddy. Yeah. Hey, Rob, before we uh, we cut loose, you know, 
I didn't I didn't walk away with a million, but with all the the awesome supporters and uh, Team Move fans out there giving me a lot of love and encouragement, and you know, I think the number one thing is my impression I set on them. When you know, I I hear things like you're my hero, you're you're what life is all about. I strive to be like you. And one girl said when I saw you on the reward challenge and how how involved you were with those kids, she said that. I inspired her to be a better missionary um, leader and to go out and be a little more interactive. And you know what? I don't have a million dollars, but with all these, this positive response, deep down inside, Rob, I feel like I want it, bro. Okay. Woo. Great job, buddy. All the best. Hey, Rob, take care, bud. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye. All right, everybody, there you have it. That was Wu here on Rob Has a Podcast, second place finisher on Survivor Kagiyan. All right, coming up next is going to be my interview with Chaos Cass. But I have to let you guys know that before my interview with Cass, uh, I had a bit of chaos here on my end where I lost my internet connection for about 10 minutes. And while I was trying to get the connection back up, which is basically like a core meltdown over here, the outage ended up eating into some of my interview time with Cass. I didn't lose anything that I had said, but when I got on the phone that she had to get to her next interview in about 10 minutes. So I want to apologize to you guys. And I also especially want to apologize to Cass because I hope she doesn't think that there was any reason why I would not want to talk to her for the same amount of time as everybody else. It was just a issue with me being blindsided by Time Warner because as you guys know, I would love to talk to any survivor for as much time as I possibly could. But with that being said, let me bring in my interview with Cass. Hey, Hi, Ca- Rob. hey Cass, how are you? All right. How are you? I'm doing uh, doing very good. Cass, let's, uh, let's uh, jump right into this. How shocked were you to see Wu vote against you and take Tony to the end? I was not surprised. I didn't get my trademark blue wink, which he would always give me on, you know, on the way to tribal if we were on the same page. Whenever we did not vote together, I had not gotten that wink and yeah. he could not make eye contact. So I don't think I looked like I was surprised. I looked, I was more disappointed in him than that Tony had gotten to him. When you talked to him in the final tribal council, did Wu lose your vote with his answer to your question? No. Uh, I I was going to vote for Tony because Tony played a good game. I, I like to play the game. I, I appreciate the game. Wu is too kind to be in this game. You know, people with integrity should not be out there. You know, leave your integrity at the door. Now, with some of the decisions that you made this season, I know they're all uh, very, very complicated, but I was wondering if at any point you felt like, you know, I can't win the game, so I'm going to try to do whatever I can do at least to get to the end and then, you know, at least have a shot rather than, you know, just try to play to win win the game the whole way. Was that a thought in your mind at all? No, I was playing to win. In, I, it, maybe it's not a traditional way that people have played, but I thought if I could get to the end with the right people which in my mind were two bronze, hopefully that I could out-talk, um, and one who played a similar game to me, but with allies and idols. I thought hopefully I could, you know, make a speech that would, would work. But, you know, I didn't know about the power of Ponderosa. 
Yeah, but when you're doing things like giving Trish the middle finger at Tribal Council, that's that seems to go in the opposite direction of playing to try to win the jury over. Well, let's put this in perspective. Trish is a survivor first in that she was so mean to someone they pulled themselves from the game <laughs> rather than beat her up. I think the finger was mild, and I think everyone on that jury appreciated that finger because everyone had seen the side of Trish that I saw for hours that day. So, um, last night you talked about how you wanted to argue to the women on the jury that you played the game like a man. What did you mean by that? Unfortunately, I think if a man plays aggressively and strategically and in their own interests, they're a great player. If a woman does the same, particularly a 41-year-old mom who looks like a nerd, they're a bitch, you know, and it's the truth in my mind. And I wanted to call those women out and say, don't come in here and talk all about blindsides and how you're going to play cutthroat and great and then sit there in Ponderosa and stew and be mad because someone stabbed you in the back. You know, know, it. I don't totally disagree with what you're saying, but I don't think it's necessarily the rule because what about somebody like Suri? Well, Sari was much better socially than me. I mean, we all know I'm a social failure. So, and I accept that and I was going to own it at Tribal. You know, that's who I am, unfortunately. You know, (laughs) so uh, Sari had a very different game, you know. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you can compare that. And she was just an extremely charming woman. I mean, what we saw on TV, it seems. Yeah. You know. Uh, seems like she was a great woman and she was well liked. She was also, you know, not necessarily a physical threat. So that helped her get further just like it did me, Mm -hmm. you know, not being a challenge beast. When you guys got to the final five and Tony comes to you and says, uh, Cass, look, I want to go with you to the final three. Uh, you go back and you tell Wu about that conversation, which I was confused by because I felt like you wanted to go to the final three with Tony also. Why go and blow up that conversation that you guys had? Because I wanted to, I wanted to get Tony out, and I wanted Wu to join me. I had tried it before at the reward challenge there, and it was actually Wu who pulled out of that vote split, not me, I, right before tribal on the previous one. Um, I wanted Wu to see Tony was playing him. You know, I wanted him to see, you've got to make some decisions here and he's gunning for you. I wanted to make some distrust there because Wu was following him so tightly, him and Trish, you know, I wanted to break it up. I needed to get in with those bronze because Trish and Wu and Tony, they all, you know, I didn't know for sure. Tony lied all the time. I didn't believe a word that guy said. <laughs> right. Uh, so I, it, to me, it did exactly what needed to be done. It stirred it up. It got Wu thinking. That in, in and of itself, that's a major feat. <laughs> I, you know, I love the guy to death. He's a sweetheart, but he's too nice for the game. Now, you made your big signature move at the final 11 when you switched from one side uh, to the other. Now, a lot of people gave you flack for that, myself included, at the time. Do you feel like your placement in the top three has officially justified that was the right move to make? I feel like everyone claiming there were all these little sub-alliances justified that I I did the right thing. I went with my gut, Rob when I played and 
I knew I was not in the top three in that alliance. Everyone's saying that as a revisionist, as we know happens. Uh, they should at least compare their revisionism before they talk. But, uh, yes, I mean, I think every move I made got me to that point in the game. I mean, I had to do things, and and that was to get Cass to the end. It wasn't to get Tosh to the end or Spence to the end. I went to Tasha after that, who I was very close with, and tried to talk to her, and she said, I can't talk to you. I'm so mad at you. And she spent six days, Rob, not speaking to me. So that destroyed any hope of us ever reuniting. And Spencer and I were never super close out there. We worked really well together on puzzles and things, but we were two cerebral people out there clashing. Now, it was such a big surprise last night when you won immunity at the Final Four. Was Did that have anything to do with getting the visit from your husband that you ended up uh, really coming on there in the end of that challenge when it looked like you were out of it? Um, absolutely. I mean, I'm a person. I know people don't believe that. I'm married and a parent and all that. Uh, so, yes, I mean, having him there, they had written me off. I was on that poll like 15 minutes. I gave them a hell of a head start on that puzzle. And uh, the only voice I heard out there was my husband. I was petrified. I'm scared to death of heights. And you could see it, I think. I was just shaking up there <laughs> and have to climb down and get my rope undone twice. That happened to me out there. Um yeah, I mean, having that person there who, I mean, you're married, that's your best friend. That's, On a that good person day. has yes. you, yes. you know? So that's a, that was it. I mean, I have a great husband and he was there and he was proud of me, so. All right, Cass, well, I know you have to run and I really hope that at some point we get a chance to have a uh, a, a longer conversation about all this because I think that you are a, a very interesting person to talk to and uh, I look forward to uh, hearing more about it. Hey, did I win your fan favorite? <laughs> no, but uh, top five, baby. Damn. <laughs> All right. I was, I was sure I had that locked down. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Well, maybe maybe when you come back to the show, who knows? Uh, who knows how things go on the second time around? Yeah. All right. We'll see. All right. All right. Cass, all the best. Bye. All right, everybody, there you have it. That was Cass. And so, again, I just want to uh, apologize again specifically to Cass for not being able to get as much time with her as I would have liked. And I really do hope that she will come on the podcast again in the future to be able to uh, talk through more of what went on during Survivor Kageon. All right, let's get to our final interview of the day today. He is your winner of the Survivor Kageon Rob has a podcast, fan favorite, player of the season. He was the fourth place finisher on Survivor Kagiyan. Here he is, the young lad, Spencer Bledsoe. Spencer, are you there? Hey, Rob, what's up? Spence, how are you? I'm good. Awesome to be on the phone with you. <laughs> very good. Yes, very nice. What a, a treat to uh, talk to you. I know that you're in the seat of the, you're the you should have won guy. How many times did you hear that last night? <laughs> Well, I mean, Prost didn't say I'm the smartest player never win, so I think your title might be safe. <laughs> um, but yeah, I pretty much, you know, I can always count on that question is, how do you feel about coming so close? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, the way I look at it, like I had a lot of things go my way and I had a lot of things go against me and I can't, it's not fair to just look at the things that go against me alone. So I'm very, you know, I'm, I feel really lucky. 
Yeah. Well, it was a really, really fun ride. I think we all, uh, you know, it was it was a very very fun season. I felt like you and you and Tony were both uh, yeah. these really great these really great characters, and it was a, what made it for a, a really really fun season. So let's talk about uh, specifically last night because I felt like coming into this final four, I felt like you had all the momentum and you had won the last couple of immunities and everything was going your way. But then yeah. this family visit yeah, ends yeah. up coming up. Did having your sister come right. out there take your head out of the game a little bit? It totally did. And I had interviews about it. I, I'm surprised they didn't air them. But yeah, it totally did. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like Tony and I would talk out there and we would say that you almost don't want a family visit to happen because you're so in game mode and you're, you're just focused that it really does take your focus out of it. And that was the first time in 37 days I had a conversation I could trust. The first time in 37 days I, I really, you know, I felt powerful emotion. Um, and so, you know, then I learned to have an immunity challenge and it's, it's a pretty abrupt, abrupt change to then, you know, go into this challenge and be ready to win. Did you have a talk with your sister about not talking so much crap while she was out there? <laughs> no, did she talk a lot of crap? <laughs> I feel like she was doing a little trash talking. I think I would have said that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. She must have seen my pregame interviews or something and, and gotten some bad ideas. Yeah, I heard Jeff Probst says your sure. sister has a 0.0 chance to win the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, maybe he will send her an apology letter, too. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about that too, but let me just stick with this uh, Final Four challenge. Now we've seen you yeah. dominate in the puzzles all season long, but this time it was a puzzle that you ended up having so much trouble with. What was it about this yeah. particular puzzle that you had so many problems? Ah, uh, it was you know it's, it's like I, personally, like I, I think I'm decent at puzzles, but I have to hand it to Ashley was a lot better than I was at puzzles. So part of it, I think, was. She was just a better puzzle person. Um, you know, another part of it is that was the kind of puzzle where if you do one thing wrong, you're kind of screwed for the rest of it. And so there were a few points where I would do a lot of work on top of some little thing that was wrong that looked right. And I would realize that, you know, a lot of my work was moot. And so I, I think I wasted a lot of time that way. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a tough puzzle. And she, she got me. Could you talk me through this promise that you made at the final four tribal council? That, so you said that if Tony voted with you or, or if you got to the end with Tony, you would tell the jury to vote for Tony. Is that, am I getting that right? Yeah. <laughs> Were you yeah, really going to yeah, do that? Yeah, I did. Um, so I was, you know, my pitch at first did not include that. My pitch at first was just, you know, what you saw that, you know, I think the best I can hope for is a tie. And Tony, look, if, if I'm around next time, I can be your human shield. But if I'm not, you're going to have to win immunity because obviously Wu would take Cash and Cash would take Wu, which once again, on paper, uh, is wrong. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so that was my initial pitch and I was making it. And uh, at Tribal Council, Probst didn't seem to really get it or like it, I guess. And he was like, come on, like, don't you want to, it's your, it's your last plea. What are you going to say? And so I was like, okay, well, I guess, Tony, I promise you that I'll take you to the end. But uh, to be honest, I don't think anyone really bought that. <laughs> I feel like Tony and I were pretty, we, we, we got to know each other pretty well. And I think we were both pretty aware that even though the Spencer is Tony final two would be fun, there was just no way it was happening. Yeah, that kind of bummed me out last week when I realized there was probably uh, no chance that was going to happen. 
Right, right. And that Wu was in such a position to win. <laughs> I know. The Wu train was about to take off, but unfortunately, it got, it got stuck at the station. Took off. <laughs> took off in the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. Now, at what point did you suspect that it was going to be a final two? We had the scene last night where you end up talking with Tony and you basically said to him, well, Jeff didn't say that you have your chance to plead in front of the jury, but it was only yeah, day 37 yeah. when that happened. I, I feel like the bigger tell would have been that it was day 37 that you guys had that immunity challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the it honestly, it should have been. And we did think it was weird that it was day 37 and we were doing immunity. But I was, you know, for a while, at least until I won immunity, or I'm sorry, at least until I didn't win immunity, I was sort of in the mode of, okay, like, this isn't just going with the flow, I guess this is how it works. I wasn't really thinking. I wasn't second-guessing things. And so after I lost and I was coming back from the challenge, I was thinking, okay, what the hell can I say? Like, what's my pitch? And I was thinking, if it's a final three, honestly, like, there really isn't a good... I mean, there's not a good argument for me. Um, and then, so I guess I kind of thought of it out of necessity. So I did kind of think of it, you know, at the time that it, the edit suggested I thought of it. Um, so, yeah, I realized, you know, day 37 was, you know, on top of, you know, probes not saying spot in the final tribal. And unfortunately for me, I actually also considered Tony's idol lie. And it made sense to me that, you know, I, I knew they wouldn't allow Tony to have a free ride to the end, but I thought maybe if it's a final two, that his idol expiring at final four would make sense. And so the fact that he pulled that off so well and duped me uh, also kind of led me towards thinking it was a final two. Now, when you're trying to convince Tony to vote with you and go with the fire-making tiebreaker or any of the mm-hmm. other tiebreakers mm-hmm. that Wu suggested might happen at the final four. <laughs> did you fight for it? Fight for it, sure. So did you feel like for Tony that was really the right move to make? You know, again, not knowing how things would ultimately yeah. pan out and Wu taking him to the end, or did you feel like you were right. sort of selling right. him a bill of goods there? It was tough. I thought I was actually pretty close to 50-50 on which of those two I would choose. Um, I definitely, it was not a thing of selling ice to Eskimos. I thought it was absolutely a legitimate argument that if he takes me, that he has a two and three chance, you know, in theory of, of him or Cass winning final immunity, in which case he wins. And, and, uh, if he takes, if he doesn't take me, then a one in three chance that he has to win immunity, at least in my mind. Um, you know, and maybe I'm a better challenge competitor than someone else, but I think, you know, in theory, there was an argument there. So I, I you know, at least in presenting it to him, I, I did think it was valid. Now, last night, there was such an interesting uh, moment in Survivor history <laughs> where Jeff Probst, uh, that you might be the first Survivor ever to get a formal apology from Jeff Probst that he wrote during the game. I said it was like Doc Brown sending a, a letter from the past to, to you in the future of what yeah, Jeff was thinking yeah. during the game. Can you divulge any of the details uh, from the letter? Of the letter? Yes, that Jeff Probst wrote to you. No, I can't. I actually, it's sealed still. You um, haven't read I've been, it? I've been, no, I haven't read it yet because I've been really busy and I've been doing interviews and I feel like, you know, I need to save it for the right time. Like, I need to wait until I'm really down in the dumps and then I'll open it and I'll get the probes bounce and I'll be better, you know? Oh, my God. All right. Well, I, 
I don't know what the best the best way to do this is, but I would I would love for the the fans of Rob has a podcast to take a stab at things that are said in the Jeff Probst letter. So uh, use the hashtag. Uh, we could do the inappropriate comments of the <laughs> of the Probst letter. You know, you've never had that in written form. We've never had that. Okay, use the hashtag uh, <laughs> Spencer's letter and tell me uh, some some of the, the choice lines that might be in there. Um, Tony should get it on this. We need Team TV to come up with some lines. He can have a sleepover. He can he can he can brainstorm. Absolutely. Um, so when <laughs> you were asked last night, was there anything you could have done differently? You talked about changing something with the Jeffra vote at final eight. You talked yeah, about maybe yeah. show maybe showing her or giving her the uh, hidden immunity idol. What what would you have done there? What I, w- I would have just come clean. Um, I would have said, you know, when when we were at that reward and Jeff was said, basically, okay, I'm on your side now. I would have said, all right, Tosh, Jeremiah, and Jeff run now. I need to come clean with with you, Tosh, and Jeremiah, and I need to be up front with you, Jeffra, and just say that a few days ago I found the idol, and you know we should try and work on pulling someone in, but if we can't, then Jeffra, why don't you just tell us who the other four are going to vote for and help me use the idol, and then it can be the four of us. And so I think that was probably a calculated risk I should have taken. Yeah, but I, I bet that wouldn't work. Uh, you know, I feel like she was. She, really? You know, I feel you like she was. So? I I don't think she's making that big of a move. I mean, I feel like that they sufficiently like talked her off the ledge. I feel like that would have been a very uncharacteristic Maybe. of Jeffra to you know go ahead and and double cross everybody like that. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I really did feel like, and maybe this doesn't come across, but I really did feel like Jeffra decided not to go with us because it was a risky game move and not necessarily because of loyalty or or being afraid to make a move. You know, it, it was like we were pretty much asking her to go into a 4-4 split because once it was determined that she couldn't pull anyone over to our side, like Trish or Kath, um... I didn't, you can't really expect her to flip. And I feel like an idol could have changed that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it was a risk. Maybe it doesn't pan out, but I, I think I should have probably gone for it. Yeah. I, I hope you don't lose too much sleep over, uh, not attempting. No, that no, because... no, no, no. I mean, I did in the beginning. I, I had the recurring nightmares for about three weeks and then I was good. So it's been, it's been a while. I've had time to process it and I'm good. Yeah. Three weeks is not bad to have recurring survivor nightmares for the record. It's not bad. Yeah. Well, when you play with with Team TV and Chaos Cast, that's part of the course. Now, speaking of Team TV, a lot was made back during the vote where Jeremy went home of that Tony (laughs) opened up his bag of tricks and caused you to change what you were doing at that point in time. Did that have any impact on what you were doing? No. I did not see Tony... I actually didn't even notice what he was doing. I didn't see him fumbling through his bag of tricks. Um, I My intention was to go up next to Jeremiah, stop and look at reactions. And then if I got a really strong read that the vote was on Jeremiah, maybe change my mind. But I was playing the idol all myself. And I didn't get a strong enough reaction that that was going to change. So, yeah, what Tony did, I, I didn't I didn't actually even know what Tony did until he says, you know, yes, look at the young lad and the inexperience <laughs> voting for Jeremy. He should have played it for him. He messed up. So I, that was, that was, I was like, okay, I, I had no idea what was going on. I didn't even, I didn't even realize that he was doing anything with his bag until I watched it. Yeah, it was pretty good, Tony. Pretty good. 
Yeah, I think you uh, you got competition, dude. <laughs> I think it's, so. It's not your pinner, but it's, you know, <laughs> you're not the only impersonator now. <laughs> Everybody was doing Tony <laughs> last night. Yeah, well, he's fun to do. He's, <laughs> Tony's, the, Tony's the best to do. I mean, he's that guy is made for television. Okay. Um, so... We all saw your pregame interviews. And now the the guy that we saw pregame was not the guy that we ended up seeing on the show. What was the disconnect? Were you playing yeah. up were you playing up a character to get on the show and, or did the circumstances of the game change what you were going to do? I think that okay, well, it's definitely true that the circumstances of the game changed what I was going to do. To do. And I think that if I had been in power, perhaps that obnoxious like King Joffrey Machiavelli <laughs> guy would have, would have come out. Um, but thankfully probably for me, I wasn't. And you know, I was, I was in power for like three votes or something mm-hmm. the entire game. So it, I, I just did not, I never had a chance to act that way. Um, I, I'd like to think that I wouldn't have, but there's no way of knowing. And with regards to casting, um, no, I, I certainly wasn't going in there and acting. Um, but I, I knew how I was being cast and I knew that, you know, they, they saw me as this, this villain who was going to be incredibly unlikable. Um, and you know, I was aware that tropes fighting with me was probably working to my advantage. So, you know, a lot of that was just, it was fun for me, like going through casting, arguing with tropes. It was a blast. It was, it was, it was kind of fun. All right. Well, Spencer, congratulations on being the RHAP Survivor Kagiyan fan favorite player yeah, of the season. That's awesome. I have a. a I get my $100,000 <laughs> yes, tomorrow. But, yeah, we're, we're, having, we're having the big check made. <laughs> so, do I at least get. Okay. Yeah. The, the trophy is awesome. But do I at least get the picture of Julia Landauer and Shamar? Yeah. I mean, I'll give you the stuff that Hayden that's, didn't that's want last right. season. Uh, yeah. I want Hayden's uh, turned down prize package. All right. And so we're going to get a chance to talk about as part of your award, we will uh, sit down and have a more formal interview uh, at the end of this week while you're still in town. So very, I'm very excited for that. We'll get okay. to get way more into the season. So, Spencer, all the best, buddy. Talk yeah. to you soon. Sounds good. Talk to you soon, Rob. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. There you have it. That was my interview with Spencer. And actually, we'll call that part one of my interview with Spencer because I'm going to get together with him and talk about everything in a much more relaxed manner and be able to sort of really drill down into certain things and get to know Spencer a little bit more than what we just have seen on the show. So be sure to be on the lookout on our Facebook page for the comment thread where I will start where you can ask your questions for Spencer. And typically we don't normally do this. We would wait for, you know, the next season to start. But it's such a long off season for Survivor where the next season of Survivor is going to start, you know, three months from now in September. Actually, I think it might. Is it four months from now? So anyway. It's, you know, it's down the road, so I didn't want to have to wait that long. We have all these things that we probably want to talk about now. So while he's in town, I figured this was probably a smart idea to do it here. So look for the questions probably either sometime late Thursday night or early Thursday morning on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Rob has a podcast. All right. So, you know, from the know-it-alls last night, if you haven't seen that yet today, if you're listening to this podcast first, that's up for you on robhasawebsite.com. And then starting at the end of this week, we are going to be covering last comic standing here uh, during this little bit of a lull between Survivor and Big Brother. So we're going to have that going on. Plus, we're going to do a lot more Survivor coverage than we typically have done in the past during the summer. So 
we're going to be giving you at least one Survivor podcast a week where we've never done that before in the summer on the history of Rob as a podcast. And then also we're going to reboot our top 20 players of all time coming up here as well. And I think I'm also going to do, we did this after Survivor Blood versus Water, where I did a season wrap up where I'm going to do that as well somewhere down the road, probably uh, sometime next week, where we'll t- do one more podcast and sort of just look back at the season and sort of take your questions about anything that you guys want to know about from Survivor 28 before we officially close the book. So make sure you don't miss any of it by subscribing to Rob Has a Podcast. Go to robhasawebsite.com slash iTunes or click the podcast tab at the top of robhasawebsite.com. And of course, we always appreciate when you leave us your comments and feedback, especially now at the end of a season, if you want to go back and say what you thought of our coverage this season, that's very much appreciated in the iTunes store. So have a great Thursday, everybody. We'll be back very soon with my interview with Spencer. Congratulations again to Tony. And once again, Thanks to all of you guys for listening all season long. I really, really appreciate that I get to do this. I have so much fun every day with you guys, and I hope you guys do too. So all the best. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.